You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I would like to begin by calling in the spirits. So I would like first to call out to our ancestors. I call out to all of those who bring that which is good and true and beautiful. I call out to those ancestors who have lived well and died well and who bring to us the legacy of those who have gone before us. I call out in particular to those who are here to assist the living, to help the living to be robust here in the physical world and to help their brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and even their children to cross over if it is their time to be crossed over to the land of the dead. So I call out to these ancestors to be with us here today and to help us in these proceedings. So I call out to the energy of the earth below and may we send our energy from our hearts to our bellies and our bellies deep down into the earth and reach down into the earth to give thanks. We give thanks for this place that we all share. We give thanks for the beauty. Thanks for the diversity. Thanks for the interconnectedness of all things and the wonder of the miracle of life. And we give thanks to the earth for this day and reach deep down into the center of the earth and draw up from the earth the energy of restoration and rejuvenation, refreshment, renewal. And as we draw these energies up, we bring up all the wisdom of the cosmos, of, the, of, the, of manifestation. And as we draw the wisdom of manifestation into our body, we draw into our lives the energy of hearth and home, of grounding and belonging. We give thanks to the earth for the energy of connection and interconnection and ultimately the oneness of all things. And may we feel the oneness in some way, large or small, in this day. And may we allow that oneness to bring us into right relationship with ourselves, right relationship with others, right relationship with the environment, and right relationship with the spirit world. So we give thanks to the earth for the wonder of her dreaming that brought all life as we know it to this planet. And with the energy of the earth infusing us, we draw this energy up from belly to heart and heart to mind and reach up and out through all the layers of the sky above and whatever weather it holds, reaching out to the sky and out through the atmosphere and all the way out into the cosmos, reaching all the way up past all the heavenly bodies to the highest power of the universe and by whatever name we know this power let us name it and call it down drawing into our proceedings here blessing drawing in protection drawing in generosity 
and drawing in benevolence, drawing in these energies that would help us to be devoted to our path, devoted to each other and life on earth. So we draw this energy down all the way through all the layers of the sky into our bodies, into this day, into these proceedings. And as we draw the sky energy from above down into our head and our heart and our belly, we take a moment and let the energy of the earth and sky dance within us in this great dance of the Tao. And into this place of this great and most essential love, we call out to the spirit of the heart to awaken and to open. And may the heart be that crucible that it is uniquely within each one of us to call up the fiery passions of the belly, the crystal clarity of the mind, and to merge these energies in a dance in the heart that they might give birth to a third and unknown energy, which is the reason that each one of us is here. May we find our soul's purpose in our heart, and may we find courage in that very same heart to do something in this day to bring that soul's purpose into manifestation. So we give thanks to the heart, the earth, the sky, the ancestors for gathering round and all of our helping spirits. May what needs to be said be said, what needs to be heard be heard, and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. I'd also like to give thanks to the people that make this show possible. We have a special thanks to Joy and Deb and Paula and all the listeners who have been able to donate financially to the show. The show is listener-supported 100%, and I give thanks to all of you for every amount that you offer, large and small. I give thanks to you for your questions, thanks to you for your emails, thanks to you for living what you learn, challenging it, practicing it, devoting yourself to bringing yourself into the world in a way that is connected and sustainable and heartfelt. So I thank you all. If you are moved in any way by this show... Please recognize you've been moved in the heart, and I ask you to let that motivation in the heart move you into action to support the show in some way. You can go to the whyshamanismnow.com website and donate any amount of money, large or small, or simply take some action in the world to help the show to grow and to help the teachings on the show to grow in your life. And so thank you all for helping me to keep the show available, free, to anyone in the world who has access to the internet. So thank you all. So the topic of our show here today is laying the souls to rest in Vietnam. And our guest here today is Dr. Edward Tick. Ed, welcome. Thank you, Christina. Xin chào from Hanoi. <laughs> so Ed is the co-founder of The Soldier's Heart, a veterans return and healing project addressing the emotional and spiritual needs of veterans, their families and communities. Soldier's Heart promotes and guides community-based efforts to heal the effects of war based on strategies presented in Dr. Tick's book, War and the Soul. And he is in Vietnam right now, um, having just returned from um I don't know, a soldier's heart retreat or the work that you know, um, that he's doing. So Ed is there in Vietnam with guests. And I'm going to ask you, Ed, to introduce our guests here tonight. Thank you, Christina. Uh, xin chào to all of our friends and listeners and practitioners on this show. We are speaking to you from Hanoi, Vietnam. We have been here. This is my 12th 
healing and reconciliation journey to Hanoi and to Vietnam. And I am very honored to introduce the two guests we have on this show for today. Uh, our first guest uh, is N Professor Nguyen Thi Mintai. Professor Mintai is an honored professor at the University of Social Sciences and Humanities in Vietnam. She is also a very well-published and renowned author here in Vietnam of cultural and social and spiritual criticism and literature. And uh, she is uh, our expert. Unfortunately, we had a third guest planned, uh, our featured guest, what is Nguyen Nhoc Hoi, and she is the medium and shaman uh, who does the soul recovery work here in Vietnam. Uh, Professor Min Tai is her good friend and also uh, wrote the introduction to her book on soul recovery in Vietnam. But uh, Madam Hoi was stricken with malaria last night and is presently in the hospital. So we send out our prayers and blessings for her. She was in the jungles of uh, Vietnam in the area of Dien Bien Phu, where she does much soul recovery work. And uh, she has had malaria in the past, so she's vulnerable to it. So she cannot be here, but Min Tai uh, has uh, brought her book out in Vietnam, introduced it, and knows her work profoundly. So Min Tai will represent uh, both and uh, the Vietnamese practices on the beliefs about the soul, soul healing and soul and recovery of the souls of the missing and the dead. In addition to Min Tai, we have Tran Din Song. Uh, Song is my dear friend, brother, and uh, director of our Soldier's Heart efforts here in Vietnam. Uh, Song is... Uh, more fluent in English than we are, and uh, in addition is uh, an expert cultural liaison. He has been leading American and international journeys through Vietnam for decades. He served during the war and has been dedicated ever since the American War to healing and reconciliation between our peoples. So I'm very proud to introduce both of them to you and to our American audience. And Shang uh, would like to uh, repeat a bit of your opening prayer in Vietnamese so that this show too serves as reconciliation between our peoples and prayer in all languages to the spirit world. Vietnamese. Xin mời tất cả các linh hồn về tham gia buổi nói chuyện ngày hôm nay. Chúng tôi mong là sự giúp đỡ của các linh hồn sẽ giúp cho uh, hai bên Việt Nam và Hoa Kỳ hiểu nhau hơn và giúp cho việc hàn gắn những vết thương chiến tranh và giúp cho linh hồn của những người chết và những người cũng còn đang sống sẽ tìm thấy sự thanh thản. Can translate what you just said, please. <laughs> I just want to call for all the souls to come. Uh, and uh, participate in this uh, conversation because I hope that we would uh, mend, we would help uh, the souls of the deceased and the souls of the still living find the peace and can help the reconciliation healing the wounds of the war and 
uh, improve the mutual understanding of uh, both peoples, Vietnam and Americans. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us here for this um, conversation. It's very special to have you and I appreciate it. I'd like to just take a moment and just send some heart energy and blessing to Hwai and hope that she is feeling better or will feel better soon. So I'd also like to let people know that if you want to contact Ed, you can reach him at info at soldiersheart.net or the website uh, soldiersheart.net I also want to thank the Society of Shamanic Practitioners for their sponsorship of this interview series and you can reach them at shamansociety.org Now as we go into our um, interview further here today we're going to talk about a shaman society in Vietnam as well don't get them confused (laughs) We do give thanks to our sponsors, the U.S. Society of Shamanic Practitioners, for their um, support of the show. So um, also for the listeners, we are, we are pre-recording this show because it was just too complicated with all the many time zones and the people to figure out how to do it live. So um, if you have questions, please do feel free to email me at christina at lastmasscenter.org or ed at info at soldiersheart.net at any time uh, that you happen to be listening to the show. We're happy to do our best to answer your questions. So, everyone, let's begin um, just to create some context for listeners um, who are fairly well-versed in shamanism cross-culturally, kind of in general. Um, But could you share with us um, about shamanism in Vietnam, perhaps starting what it is or has been traditionally and and then perhaps how that has changed today or not just just give us some sense of that landscape please uh, xin bà có thể cho biết về cái truyền thống của ngoại cảm ở Việt Nam trước đây là như thế nào và hiện nay nó đã có những thay, sự thay đổi gì không? À, xin bà có thể à, tóm tắt về cái hoạt động của ngoại cảm ở Việt Nam trước và hiện nay. Hoạt động ngoại cảm ở Việt Nam có từ trong truyền thống, nghĩa là từ rất lâu rồi. À, người Việt Nam quan niệm rằng à, khi chết người ta không phải là hết. Người ta sang một thế giới khác và cái thế giới ấy à, cần phải được Shamanism is an old tradition in Vietnam because most of the Vietnamese people believe, strongly believe in the souls and we believe that the dead is not the end of the life but it's just a transition period and the souls of the deceased will go to the other world in a boat. Khi người chết thì người ta linh hồn tách ra khỏi thể xác và được di chuyển bằng thuyền và cái thuyền ấy người ta gọi là thuyền đưa linh hồn. Và có người chèo thuyền, do vậy khi đi từ thế giới của người dương sang thế giới của người âm phải qua chín con suối và cái người chèo thuyền ấy phải được lấy tiền 
của cái người chết để giả cho người ta tiền đỏ. We believe that the souls of the deceased leave the body of the deceased and goes to the other world in a boat and the boat will carry the souls through nine different rivers and the souls of the deceased have to pay money to the boatman Do vậy người ta gọi đám tang là đưa tiễn người chết sang thế giới bên kia And that's why in Vietnam we say the funeral is to say goodbye to the person going to the other world. Và thế giới bên kia ấy chính là tên của cái cuốn sách này, một thế giới khác. And the other world is also the name of the book have just been published by the ESP Nguyễn Ngọc Hoài in Vietnam. Vì vậy, trong lý thuyết của văn hóa phương Đông, nó chia thành hai thế giới, của người dương và của người âm. Và khi người ta tổ chức tang lễ, người ta chỉ đưa tiễn thôi, chứ không phải người ta người ta biết hoàn toàn có thể gặp lại. Vì vậy, cái người chết ý, phải ngập vào trong miệng một số tiền xu để trả cho cái người đưa đò mình đến thế giới bên kia. We believe that we might see or meet with the souls some way uh, later and we also put some coin or money in the mouth of the deceased so that they have the money to pay the boatman on the way to the other world Chính vì thế chúng tôi có một loại nghệ thuật gọi là nghệ thuật hát chèo đưa linh người chết đến nơi an nghỉ cuối cùng And that's why we have an art regarding regarding saying goodbye to the death when the souls go to the other world and that uh, type of music is called music saying goodbye to the soul of the deceased going to the other world cho nên dân tộc Việt Nam từ rất xa xưa Họ đã thiết chế được một cái tín ngưỡng để giao lưu giữa người sống và người chết và tín ngưỡng ấy khiến cho người sống và người chết có thể gặp nhau, đối thoại và phù hộ độ trì cho nhau. And that's why in the tradition the Vietnamese has a belief which they transform into a type of religion and they call this shamanism. And shamanism in Vietnam is the religion that can help people to contact the souls. Và số phận của toàn bộ cái quốc gia Việt Nam ấy là đã được uh, thiết kế trên sự nối giữa thế giới này với thế giới kia. Vì vậy, UNESCO mới phong cho người Việt Nam một cái uh, giá trị là di sản văn hóa phi vật thể của thế giới. Khi vừa mới xong cách đây uh, khoảng một tháng UNESCO gọi cái tục lệ tín ngưỡng thờ cúng vua hùng ấy để nối hai thế giới là di sản văn hóa của toàn thể nhân loại về mặt phi vật thể. Recently, about a couple of months ago, UNESCO of the, of the United Nations have just recognized the religion to worship the souls of our ancestors as the world heritage. And in Vietnam, we all worship the souls 
of our ancestors up to five generations. And it is very popular in Vietnam when people have the ceremony, a ritual ceremony to worship the souls of our ancestors. And this religion has been recognized as the world heritage by the United Nations recently. Trên cái việc thừa nhận của UNESCO đã nói là một hiện thực văn hóa ở nước tôi là nước tôi có những tiền đề về văn hóa trong lĩnh vực ngoại cảm và chúng tôi hoàn toàn tin rằng tổ tiên luôn luôn ở bên cạnh để phục vụ đồng chí chúng tôi trong bước phát triển. And uh, the recognition of United Nations make us believe that Vietnam has their own religion is called the religion the religion to worshiping ancestors and we strongly believe that our the souls of our ancestors always stayed with the family and protect and bless the family members all the time và lại ở Việt Nam ở trong lịch sử dựng nước và giữ nước của mình ấy có đến hai ba lần phải chống lại những đế quốc to một đế quốc Hán hai đế quốc Pháp và cả Mỹ nữa đấy and in our history the Vietnamese people has fought many different invaders Chinese French and including American và các nhà ngoại cảm của Việt Nam xuất hiện trong cái tình thế như vậy họ đã ứng dụng tất cả những kinh nghiệm và những lý thuyết về ngoại cảm họ đã tìm thấy rất nhiều uh, đồng đội của họ ấy, rất nhiều các tử sĩ đã chết ở trong cái mảnh đất này kể cả người nước ngoài là người Mỹ and the, the showmen in Vietnam they have grown up in the country with so many different wars so they can help a lot with finding the remains of the dead soldiers who missed in action. Can you tell us some, share some of the story of, of how Hoai became a shaman? Bà có thể kể cái câu chuyện vì sao cô Hoai này trở thành nhà ngoại cảm? Ờ, do vậy tôi xin nói là cô Hoai đã chứa đựng toàn bộ cái việc mà một nhà ngoại cảm ở Việt Nam đã ứng dụng những cái phẩm chất của mình, ngoại cảm của mình ấy, trong việc đi tìm nhất là mộ liệt sĩ, cô đi tìm trong 13 năm được hơn 1000 liệt sĩ ở dưới đất người. Uh, in the last 13 years, Madame Hoài has helped to fight 13 năm. Bao nhiêu? 13 năm. Bao nhiêu, bao nhiêu bộ hay có? Hơn 1000. More than 1000 remains of the soldiers missed in action and other people who died but was not buried or the buried was not completed. How did she gain her ability to connect with the dead? How did that happen in her life? Do đâu mà có cái khả năng này? Tức là biến chuyển từ đâu? Cô này ở trên một vùng đất rất xa Hà Nội đó là Điện Biên mà các bạn biết đấy là điện biên phủ đấy. Cô ấy năm 35 tuổi gặp một trường hợp như thế này, bố cô chết và tự nhiên cô thấy cô ấy khi bố cô chết rồi thì bỗng nhiên vào một hôm nào đó cô nhìn thấy linh hồn của bố cô ấy và ông ấy 
có một bộ mặt cực kỳ đăm chiêu và ông biến mất và hơn một lần như thế nhưng mà cô ấy có bị đau ốm tai nạn gì không? không hề tức là sau cái chết của bố cô ấy tất nhiên là cô ấy không có gì vui của cô bị cũng như là bị chấn thương về tinh thần ấy tức là bố chết không một người nào việt nam nào lại không bị chấn thương cả bố mình chết mà cái khóc lớn nhất của người việt nam là khóc bố chết đấy uh, she became the sawman after the death of her father she did not uh, fall in a disease or have an accident or anything like um, the other stories she just became the sawman after the death of her father when she was 35 years old and uh, a couple of days after the death of her father she was so sad and so sorry and then suddenly she saw the soul of her father and that's the beginning of her someone is vấn đề là ở chỗ này này khi bố cố chết bố mang theo một bí mật về cô ý và ông ấy không yên tâm ở cái thế giới bên kia và ông ấy tìm về ông ấy bắt cô ấy và lần đầu tiên cô ấy biết thế nào là thế giới bên kia và một cái sự thật và ông ấy mang theo bây giờ ông ấy sẽ nói với mình và khi ông ấy nói với mình thì cô ấy kinh ngạc khủng khiếp thứ nhất là cô nhìn thấy linh hồn của ông ấy thứ hai không phải một lần đâu đến thăm cô ấy thứ ba cô ấy mà bố ơi nếu bố không muốn con bị ốm đau và đổ bệnh ra gì con cũng biết là có phải là con trông thấy bố không thì bây giờ bố nói cho con lý do tại sao lần nào bố gặp con bố cũng không nói một cái gì nhưng bố lại cứ vẫn gặp con chúng kia bảo thôi bây giờ con đã trông thấy bố con đã hỏi bố rồi thì bố xin nói cho con một sự thật là con không phải con của bố when she saw the soul of her father her father kept looking at her sadly but did not say a word and she cried and cried and cried and asked her dad why do you look at me so sad and after a long while the father gave her a terrible answer he said since i don't want to keep this secret with me any longer so i'm going to reveal it to you now i tell you Honey, you are not my daughter. You are the daughter of another man. Và điều đó làm cô vô cùng đau khổ và vô cùng kinh ngạc vì lúc ấy cô 35 tuổi rồi. Cô 35 tuổi rồi thì cô mới hỏi bố cô tiếp là bố ơi, cái sự thật này kinh khủng quá con không thể chịu đựng được. Thì bố cô nói là con phải chịu đựng và bố phải nói với con vì nó kéo theo nhiều sự thật khác. Thế cô hỏi, vậy thì con hỏi cái này ở đâu? She said to her father, she couldn't accept that horrible truth. But her father explained to her that it is the truth, and behind the truth there is a long story. So her father advised her to return and asked her mother. Then her mother would tell the story for her. Cô đi đến nhà mẹ cô ấy, cô ấy hỏi và mẹ cô bảo là mẹ không thể trả lời con được và đấy không phải là sự thật. When she asked her mother, her mother said that, that is not true. I cannot answer you, but what your father said to you is not true. Mãi về sau khi gần chết, bà mới nói như thế này. Bố của con 
không phải là bố của con đúng mà bố của con là người khác cơ thì bà mới kể câu chuyện rất là kinh khủng tức là bà này à, đi thanh niên sung phong xong bà ốm xong bà về bà công tác ở một cái chỗ thì cái ông sếp của bà ấy lợi dụng lúc bà ốm ấy thế là ông ấy hiếp bà ấy. và bà này vì thân cô thế cô và lại vì ốm đau quá cho nên không dám chống lại thế thì khi ông có vợ có con và sếp khi bà ấy nói là em đã mất kinh và bây giờ có thể là em đã có mang rồi mà chứ ui giờ đấy cô bị đi uh, thanh niên sung phong cô bị sốt rét như con này nó bị sốt rét ấy thì cô bị tắc kinh thôi không vấn đề gì thế khi mà cái bụng nó to lên rồi thì ông bảo là thôi bây giờ cô phải tự giải quyết thôi và ông ấy đẩy cô bà này đi thì khi mà bà này mà dám vác cái bụng trở về làng ấy tức là bà phải tự tử thì em chồng của bà đấy em dâu chồng tức là bà có một cô em dâu ở trong cái cái, cái gia đình của bà đấy thì thương quá mới chạy về nhà mình nói là làm ơn đi cứu cô này bằng cách là cử một người trong gia đình ra lấy thì cái người đàn ông ấy lại yêu mến đến nỗi mà lấy bà ấy làm vợ và bảo bà ấy rằng là cứ đẻ con ra tôi biết anh ấy là ai rồi tôi biết bà là ai rồi và không cho nó biết không cho con này biết saying that uh, the story her mother her father told was not true then during that time was why madam why was very embarrassed she didn't know which side is true her mother or her mother or her father so she was very sad and very embarrassed but several years later her mother died And before she died, in the last hour, she told her, she told Madame Hoai the story. And she admitted that Hoai was born in an accident, meaning that the, her, the man that Hoai thought who was her father was not her father. But why was the daughter of another man and she told the story the mother told the story when after the war the mother became the pioneer working in the jungles and the mother was raped by her her boss And when she got pregnant, her boss refused to help her. And she had to return to her village. And she was going to commit suicide. Then she was rescued by the man who is believed to be wise father. The man said, I understand you. I understand the story. So don't kill yourself. Don't kill the baby. You can become my wife and I can take the baby as my daughter. But don't tell her the story. And that's why during the 35 years, why never knew the story until when his uh, when her father died and Her father changed the mind. The soul of her father changed the mind and told her the story. 
Can you tell us um, how she communicates with the dead? What skills or um, what ways does she communicate with the souls of the dead? The only way she contacts the souls is just she says she, she sees it, but she doesn't fall in a dream or uh, anything. She just sit and see the, the souls of the deceased. Okay. So, so can you, um, let's talk a little bit about then the work that she does. So first, can you explain to the U.S. audience about wandering souls or what happens when burials don't take place properly? Uh, xin uh, bà có thể cho những thính giả của người Mỹ hiểu cái cách chúng ta người Việt Nam làm như thế nào nào đối với những cái cô hồn không nơi nương tựa. Những cô hồn không nơi nương tựa thì nó là một hiện thực của thế giới của cô hồn. Nhưng nếu mà mình muốn gặp nó ấy, thì mình phải làm những cái thủ tục. Ví dụ ở Việt Nam người ta gọi là áp bông, tức là những cái người mà không nơi nương tựa ấy nó sẽ có những cái người nhớ đến nó và người ta mời họ đến đây và họ phải làm số thủ tục thì nó nhập vào cái vòng ấy và nó nói cho cô Hoài biết và cô Hoài đi tìm được nó về. For the wandering souls, it is a very common uh, belief in Vietnam, and the Vietnamese sometimes can call the souls of the the wandering souls to come and appear into the body of somebody else, and that is the way that Madame Hoài usually does may I I'd like to give another example uh, there are many 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 stories from all over Vietnam of people hearing or seeing the wandering souls uh, it is believed here in Vietnam that when a person dies by violence and their bodies are not recovered and given proper ceremony and burial that they will go wandering until the body is recovered and or proper burial and ritual is given. So we have collected many, many stories uh, where the, uh, the, of evidence of the wandering souls. For example, just yesterday, meeting with North Vietnamese Army veterans, we were told the story of eight pioneers, uh, four women and four men, These were not soldiers, but they were workers on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And they had become, they took refuge in a cave uh, that the Americans were bombing the area. And because of the bombing, they were trapped and sealed in the cave and died there. Now, uh, the Vietnamese make great efforts to recover the MIAs from their side and from our side as well. Uh, decades after these people died in the cave. The engineers found the cave and opened it up 
with the heavy machinery to move boulders. And they heard for four days and nights, nonstop, they heard crying and wailing emerging from the cave. It was not rain or wind or weather. It were, was the souls of the dead who had been locked in that cave, crying and crying and crying for four days and nights. Then the remains were removed and buried, and the crying stopped, and the souls were able to move on. We have many stories like this. This is just one. The Vietnamese have over quarter, a quarter million missing in action from the American War, we Americans have 2,000. And so these stories occur all over Vietnam, especially in the rural areas. And this is the fate of the wandering soul until a medium uh, can re relocate the bodies or in other ways the bodies are found and given proper burial, ritual, and peace. How does the presence of so many wandering souls, which seems to me the result of war, um, what it, what is the the effect of so many wandering souls on the living? Đã hỏi là cái linh hồn mà của những người chết không nơi nương tựa nó có thể gây những cái tác hại gì đến cái người sống? À, tôi không biết là nó có nơi nương tựa hay không, bởi vì cái đấy rất là khó xác định. Như nó có gây tác hại, thí dụ như cô Hoài cô vừa kể hôm qua đấy, nó nhập vào một cô vợ vì nó yêu cái người chồng và nó nhất định đòi người chồng lấy nó, xong cô phải đuổi. Uh, the wandering souls can sometimes come into the body of some living person and cause the trouble to the living. Yesterday, while I told the story of the souls, uh, a girl came into the body of the the living woman who is the wife of a man and she caused a lot of misunderstanding because the souls keep asking the man that do you love me or not so so we have this um influence of the wandering souls now even when they are influencing the living if 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 they are buried properly do these harmful effects all um, go away? Uh, before we go there, uh, and yes, we can make these harmful effects go away, I would also like to connect this to the American veteran experience. Okay. Uh, other, other ways that the souls disturb the living are in nightmares. Uh, we in the United States and in, with our mental health and psychiatric traditions interpret nightmares as psychological disturbances, symptoms that we wish to eradicate. However, the shamanic interpretation of the nightmares is that the souls of the dead are trying to communicate with the living, including our American veterans and especially those who took their lives. So many veterans are afflicted by nightmares that are not just symptoms of psychological disturbance but are actually attempts by the souls to contact their old comrades or contact those who killed them and finally uh, ask for help in crossing over to the other world and gaining peace. 
we have used many Vietnamese spiritual practices with our American veterans, including this, uh, building altars for the dead of the other side, the lives they took here in Vietnam, visiting the battlefields and the cemeteries and having rituals on the battlefields to pray for the wandering souls and also going to Buddhist pagodas in Vietnam and having services uh, by, uh, um, led by the Buddhist monks for the souls of the dead. And when we do this, indeed, in very many instances, the nightmares and other disturbing symptoms that the American veterans have experienced disappear. And even sometimes they have very positive and loving visions or dreams of those souls coming to them now as friends and allies coming in peace and their nightmares stop. And now we should hear the Vietnamese story. Christian, can I tell you the story of my experience about the wandering soul? Certainly. I have, I have an uncle, my father's brother, who was killed during the Vietnam War. At that time, he was in a tunnel and the American tank went on top and made the tunnel collapsed and he was killed in the tunnel. But the body was never found. And many years later, the souls kept come back to the family and make a lot of, you know, you know cause a lot of trouble to the family. Uh, and including, like Dr. Tick say, nightmare. My uncle's wife always had nightmare. And also, they keep hearing the stone thrown to the roof of the house every night. And a lot of noise, and a lot of nightmare, and some uh, children in the family got sick. So my the the wife of my uncle went to ask a Buddhist monk who is also a fortune teller and a shaman. And the Buddhist monk said to her that because the souls of your husband is wandering, he has no, no grave. And that's why her soul has no place to rest and you have to help him to build a fake tomb for her, uh, for him. And in Vietnam, we call that the windy tomb. The windy tomb is a, a fake tomb. We built the grave, but without the remaining that. But my uncle's wife followed the advice of the shaman and the Buddhist monk, and uh, she built a windy tomb for my uncle, and she also performed a ritual ceremony at the pagoda, the Buddhist pagoda, and uh, she burned the money, uh, votive papers, and clothes uh, for my uncle, and she worshipped his soul, and after they have done those things, then my uncle's wife does not have any nightmare anymore. 
so the nightmare stop and the noise in the evening meaning that she heard the some throw the stone on the roof of the the house but all those noises stop so peace come come back to the family because there's no uh, noise in the evening and no nightmare and i believe that that is we believe strongly that the souls of my uncle have a place to rest in the winnie tomb and he does not come back to the family to cause trouble to the family members so ed um are is the is creating the windy tomb something that you're also doing with veterans uh, yes, we have built windy tombs here in Vietnam for uh, some American veterans who uh, were missing in action. Uh, on behalf of some MIA families in the U.S., they've, we've told them about these practices in Vietnam, and we've returned to places where the, uh, the soldiers were lost and built windy tombs and performed ritual and prayer ceremonies for that MIA uh, here in Vietnam. And the families back at home in the U.S. report that they have felt significantly more peace uh, knowing that there's a windy tomb for their loved one where he was lost in Vietnam. Another practice we do in addition to the windy tombs that the Vietnamese teach us is that they teach that Again, when someone is killed by violence, uh, the soul may cling to the artifacts, and we know this from Native American and other traditions as well, that the soul can cling to remains that belong to it. And so uh, we have also collected war souvenirs from American veterans. Uh, and two years ago, we brought back a Viet Cong battle flag that one of our veterans uh, picked up at, off a dead Viet Cong soldier uh, during the war and was disturbed by nightmares and finally felt that the Viet Cong souls must be clinging to the flag and should be returned. We returned it to the War Remnants Museum in Ho Chi Minh City. They were able to identify exactly the region and the village the flag came from and return it to the family and community that, uh, to which it originally belonged. Now, the American veteran uh, who gave us the flag to return, he didn't want to come himself, but only sent the flag back. And he reported to us that he had achieved significant peace and reduction of his PTSD symptoms after we returned the flag. So there are many ways we are using Vietnamese practices, building the windy tombs, returning war material, praying for the dead, returning to where the lives were taken, doing ceremony for our American veterans and the, the souls of those whose lives they took that have brought significant reduction of PTSD suffering and diminishing the symptoms. Beautiful. So if a shaman is able to actually locate the remains um, guided, guided by the soul, um, to locate the remains for that soul, is is a windy tomb created or or is the the full burial process done? Bà hỏi là nếu như mà cái những cái người mà bị chết mà không tìm tìm thấy xác á, ở Việt Nam người ta làm những cái mộ giả đó, 
thì những cái mùi giả nó có phải là được uh, làm dưới cái sự giúp đỡ của những nhà ngoại cảm hay không hay là đó nhiên, là cái việc của gia đình không phải đấy là những cái nghi lễ mà có phải sự có có phải liên quan đến vì nhà tôi cũng phải làm như thế bà ngoại tôi bị mất mộ và mất xác và bây giờ không thể nào tìm được và cũng đang định nhờ cô ngoài đấy nhưng mà muốn nhờ ấy thì lại phải có rất nhiều điều kiện để nhờ thì người ta làm một cái bộ giả nhà tôi đã phải làm một cái bộ giả và phải mời một nhà ngoại cảm một pháp sư ấy đến để làm hành lễ là để xin mời cụ bây giờ chúng con không tìm cái xác của cụ bây giờ chúng con làm mộ cho cụ và cụ làm ơn cụ về linh hồn của cụ về chú ở đây để cho chúng con được thờ phụng in Vietnam we built the windy tomb uh, with the help of the shaman uh, and uh, professor Minh Thái uh, say that in her family she had to build the windy tomb for her grandmother who's uh, was not very uh, correctly because the body was lost never found so the family had to ask the shaman for help and the shaman Uh, contact the souls, and then the shaman uh, advised the family to build the Winnie tomb. And the shaman have the ceremony in which the shaman has the souls of her grandmothers to come and appear in the body of the family members. And then they talk with her and they say that, uh, grandmother, since we cannot find your body and we have no way Uh, so now will you please uh, come and rest in this tomb and then they built a tomb for her a grave for her but without the remain but generally speaking the Winnie tomb is usually built with the help of the shaman mm -hmm. okay so um, speaking of the shamans can you share particularly perhaps from Madam Wise's uh, book what Are the kinds of things that make this task difficult? What are what is a a, a story she has about a difficult recovery? Um, xin uh, cô có thể kể là trong cuốn sách của cô Hoài có những cái trường hợp nào mà cô ấy gặp khó khăn trong việc tìm uh, mộ cô không tìm được không? Và nếu có gặp cái khó khăn như thế là lý do vì sao? À có chứ, có những trường hợp rất thành công nhưng cũng có những trường hợp thất bại. Bởi vì sao? Bởi vì linh hồn người ta cũng giống như người chân thế Người ta nói dối Hoặc người ta không thích nói sự thật Để nói như thế cho nó nghe Và cô gặp khó khăn Và cô phải tuyên bố là tôi không tìm được uh, Madame Wai is not always successful in her task uh, Many a times she could contact the souls But the souls the wants to tell the story or does not want to share the truth she doesn't know the reason why but the to the soul told her a wrong story and make her confused so finally she had to give up and she say oh i'm sorry i cannot help because the soul doesn't cooperate with me but why the soul doesn't cooperate with her she doesn't know she could contact the soul but the soul doesn't cooperate with her And that is um, many times like that. Uh, the, she cannot um, does the task because the soul doesn't want to cooperate with her. 
So do you know what aspect of doing this work for people that um, she finds most interesting, most rewarding? Những cái, um, trong số những cái việc làm của cô Hoài uh, Ví dụ như là áp vong hay là tìm xác Vân vân thì cái việc nào là cô thích làm nhất Việc cô thích làm nhất là cô tìm được những người bộ đội của cô Hồ ấy Những người bộ đội mà đi kháng chiến chống Mỹ chẳng hạn Hoặc chống Pháp chẳng hạn Mà chết cực kỳ lâu tức là những nhân vật mà rất có ảnh hưởng đến xã hội và nó nó xoa dịu cái vết thương đau của người Việt Nam này. Thế tôi chỉ ví dụ một trường hợp thôi. Có một linh hồn nghệ sĩ, à một linh hồn chiến sĩ, người ta chỉ cần tìm một mình mình thôi. Cái người nhà người ta chỉ đi tìm cái người mà của người ta mất thôi. Nhưng ông lại ở trong một cái hố chôn chung 27 người cùng với 27 người và ông nói rằng là tôi sẽ không về nếu như chỉ có mang tôi về thôi và ông ra điều kiện là phải tìm tất cả và tôi tìm được đấy. Uh, Madam Hoi is most interested in um, the uh, the task to find out the remains of the MIA because Vietnam suffers a lot from the war and she wants to help the family uh, of the dead people, of the martyrs, by finding their remains. And uh, one time she contacted the soul of uh, a soldier uh, killed and uh, missing action. But when she located the remain, she discovered it was a mask rape with 26 other remains. And the souls of uh, the souls that she, she uh, whose remain she is looking for said to her that I will not go home without my comrades. And that's why the family had to perform the ceremony to remove the remains of the whole 27 soldiers instead of one member in the family. So why is very much interested in uh, finding the remains of the MIA. I would like to add a little uh, because uh, time is getting very short. Uh, it's very important that uh, we in America know that Hawaii is not the only person doing this. There is a society of shamanism here uh, that is uh, whose offices are in Hanoi, and there are other shamans connecting the souls of the dead and speaking with them. So and the the dead are continuing to give information on relocating their remains. So Madam Huai has contacted successfully uh, over 1,000 MIA remains. This society, in total, has connected and recovered over 10,000 MIA remains. These have all been verified by forensics experts. So much so that even the government now which is officially communist atheist, uh, believes in and supports this work. And there's great benefits to American veterans as well. Um, I can reference my book, War in the Soul. I end with a story of an American who killed a 14-year-old boy who was a Viet Cong soldier and was haunted by that boy's soul through nightmares and other disturbing symptoms his entire life 
until we came back to Vietnam and did these ceremonies on the battlefield and where he killed the boy and in the pagoda on Black Lady Mountain. And our veteran had a beautiful vision in the pagoda of the boy coming to him all dressed in white with his arms open to embrace our soldiers saying, my soul is well now and from now on and forevermore, I will be your spirit helper and ally and together we will help bring peace between our people. So the soul can be the wandering soul that is tortured and tortures the survivor can transform into a spiritual ally that becomes a helper and guide. So Ed, are, is the Shaman Society in Vietnam who is doing this work of um, recovering remains, are they available to assist um, Americans? Yes, absolutely. They want to and they've made themselves available to that, uh, that you can contact uh, me and Song and we can contact the society for you. Madam Huai has worked with other nationals. She has helped Laotian and Indonesian people help recover the souls of the dead. And the Shaman uh, Association in Vietnam has their own magazine. And uh, a couple of years ago, Ed and I went to their office and uh, we were given some uh, magazine of the Shaman Association and we witnessed the ceremony in which they help contact the souls. So I can tell you that the uh, activities of shamanism in Vietnam is very popular and it is accepted by the majority of people. And it becomes so common that the, govern the government begin to recognize it as kind of legal activity. And on behalf of reconciliation between all of our people and the love and hospitality of the Vietnamese people, we do, through your good work, Christina, and this show, extend the invitation to American MIA families to contact us, and we can put them in touch with the Vietnamese shamans who can work together with the families to help locate the remains of their loved ones. Well, I want to thank all of you for doing this work um, for the living and the dead. Um, and thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and your experience and your time with us here today. So thanks to all of you. Welcome, Tristina. Yes, Hong Ko Chi. It is nothing. We are happy to do this. And the word for peace in Vietnam is Hua Bin. So we together say... Thank you. So everyone, if you would like to contact Ed, you can reach him at info at soldiersheart.net or just go to the website, soldiersheart.net. Be aware that Soldiers Heart has been leading healing and reconciliation journeys in Vietnam annually since 2000. They are being certified as an NGO in Vietnam. Uh, to continue to do their healing and philanthropy work for both countries and all veterans from all sides of the war. Um, and the next journey will be in September of 2013. Um, so thank you all. I give thanks to our ancestors for supporting us here uh, in, this, in these proceedings. We give thanks to the earth below, to our home and the sky above, and we give thanks to the heart 
that unites all of us. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week.